Hello and welcome to the Luxembourg History Podcast. My name is Tom Tutton and I'm your host for our second series. Today we're concluding our look at the history of transport in Luxembourg with a focus on the country's railways and tramlines. We hope you'll enjoy the podcast. Luxembourg's rail history has come a long way since the laying of its first tracks in 1855. Prior to that, there weren't many accessible roads in the country, and people mostly travelled by carriage. In fact, going from Clairvaux to Luxembourg City would have been a journey of 10 hours. Taking the train is five times faster and much cheaper. Today, with a total of 22 separate companies and more than 4,600 employees, the CFL Group ranks among the country's largest employers. In 2013, it carried 20.7 million passengers and 804 million tonnes of goods. So how did the Luxembourgish railway system develop? After five years of negotiations, the Chamber of Deputies passed the first law to connect Luxembourg's rail tracks with bordering countries in 1855. Works on five separate tracks began, passing through towns such as Bettenburg, Wasserbillig and Ettelburg on their way to France, Germany and Belgium respectively. Apart from these regular lines, two mini-lines were constructed with the aim of transporting iron ore from Bettenburg, Escheralget and Neutrange to the blast furnaces in Dommeldange. The first stone of Luxembourg City's station was laid in 1858. The initial idea was to have the station within the city's fortress, but thanks to the Prussian occupation, the railway was forced to be constructed 1,500 metres away on the Bourbon Plateau. The station's distance from the city centre was also the reason for building the Passerelle and the Adolf Bridges. The first direct express train between Luxembourg and Paris, meanwhile, was launched in 1880. Now, before World War II broke out, Luxembourg had many railway lines crisscrossing the country. The train enabled people to leave their villages and bring them together. By doing so, it contributed to the country's transformation into a nation. Events such as the dancing procession or the octave became national celebrations, all impossible without mobility. And when Luxembourg celebrated its 100th year of independence in 1939, the common folk did not drive to the capital in their private cars. They came by train from all corners of the country to celebrate their Grand Duchess. With the Second World War and forced Germanization, however, Luxembourg not only experienced the darkest hours in its history, but also faced huge problems with its railway system. The Luxembourg railway network was forcibly incorporated into the German railway network, the Deutsche Reichsbahn. Although day-to-day -day services continued with Luxembourgish staff, Technical aspects had to be adapted according to German standards, and the station and its surroundings were heavily bombed in 1944. In the aftermath of war, an agreement between the Luxembourg, French and Belgian governments was signed, and the Luxembourg National Railway Company, or CFL, headquartered in Luxembourg, was founded in 1946. In the post-war years, the length of the Luxembourg railway network was reduced by almost half in the span of 20 years, from 500 kilometres in 1948 to 275 kilometres in 1968. By the 1970s, though, with Luxembourg becoming an increasingly important hotspot for cargo services in Western and Southern Europe, the Bettenburg Freight Terminal was built. Today, the terminal can handle 700-metre-long trains. It has warehousing facilities, routes to Antwerp, Lübeck, Helsingborg, Le Boulou, Milan and Trieste, and it even has the capability to repair and manage fleets. In 1993, the CFL extended the electrification of the national rail network, completing the northern line from Luxembourg to Trois-Vierges. 
But the biggest development in recent years is undoubtedly the policy of free transport in Luxembourg, which became the first country in the world to do so, with trains forming a big part of this policy. So what about Luxembourg's tram system? In 1875, the first tram cart was being pulled by horses, transporting a dozen or so passengers from what is now Glassy all the way past the Grand Ducal Palace and across the old bridge to the central station. The tram was an essential part of the city's expansion from the very beginning. Those who arrived by train at the new central train station would have to be able to get to the city centre as quickly as possible. As an alternative to the expensive taxi carriages, this was the first form of public transport that almost everyone could afford. Only a few decades after its beginnings, the tram was electrified in 1908, and the new bridge was widened to allow for this technological improvement. With time, additional stops were added in Hollerich, Merl, Neudorf, Rollingergrund and Steinzel. As such, the tram connected the city with its outskirts. The streets in the tramway then met in a star layout, which is where we get the name Steereplatz or Place de l'Etoile. The plan was that people from all over the country would arrive here by bus and then hop onto the tram. Back then, the tram had to share a lane with other traffic, but today, of course, it has its own separate track. By 1938, the tram network consisted of no less than 12 lines and 37 kilometres of track. The route stretched all over the capital in every direction, from Heisdorf to Bonvois, from Neudorf to Merl. But the good times wouldn't last. Unfortunately, no serious investments were made to the tram after 1934, leaving it rather outdated. A shared traffic lane meant that accidents were common, especially as more and more people bought their own car. With new buses entering services and adding more flexibility to public transport, the tram was slowly phased out and in 1964, the people of Luxembourg said goodbye to the last tram. Streets apparently filled with people every time a line closed, celebrating the future mobility of cars. It was to be a new chapter of transportation, but the tram would be back. Since 1985, at least 59 European cities have gotten their own tram in an attempt to sort out traffic issues. Trams allow the transportation of big groups of people in one go, and since it uses a lane of its own, it's good at evading traffic jams. In 1991, the organisation Tram ASBL was officially formed in Luxembourg, and the idea to bring back the tram to the city was put on the table. Due to harsh opposition to the plan, however, it was discarded just before the turn of the century. After much planning and debating, though, sped up due to the worsening traffic situation in the capital, the proposal of a new tram in Luxembourg City was finally accepted in 2006. The first phase of the network, from the Lux Expo to the Gare, was agreed in 2008. But this was the year of the financial crisis, and thus the project was forced to halt again. In 2014, the opposition demanded that the government should hold a referendum on whether to reintroduce the tram. But on the 4th of June 2014, the chamber voted in favour of this new mode of transport. The first tracks for the new tram line were laid in Kirchberg in 2016, and in December 2017, a second generation of trams began operational service in the Grand Duchy, connecting Lux Expo with the Red Bridge. As of 2020, the tram now rides from Lux Expo all the way to the central station, and by 2022 it should extend all the way to Bonnevoie, followed by Klosdor and Findel by 2023. So what are you waiting for? Use that free public transport and have yourself a tram ride. That's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening and I hope you'll join us for the next episode of the Luxembourg History Podcast. This episode is based on articles by Josh Udendijk. Script adaptation and hosting by Thomas Tutton and brought to you by RTL Today. 